The Tiger Daniel Podcast, brought to you by Snow's Furniture. 98.5 The Bull. Hey, good morning, guys. Tiger Daniel. Man, what a clip. What is the deal with the Stanley Tumblers? A uh, man was tackled by customers after jumping over the counter of a Starbucks inside of a Target. He tried to take the whole box of the tumblers. The other customers in line see this. They, they, they're not having it. Listen to this clip. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> Look at this. He is insane. I mean, they are really taking a stand about these tumblers. I'm I'm still trying to figure out the whole thing about the Stanley Tumblr. Is it just because it's like a status symbol right now? Why everybody loves them so much? I don't know. I don't. I'll tell you my experience. And um, I don't understand ladies that well, even though I've, I've known one for 17, 18 years now. And before that, I knew other people. And ladies, they can't have one of these things. They've got to have 500 Stanley Tumblers. And that clip is interesting to me because the one that was going ferocious about it, what gender did she sound like? That was a lady. That was a lady. Mm-hmm. They don't put up with it. I'm like, when I get a drink of water, Daniel, I get a solo cup and go to the faucet. Ladies, and I know this sounds sexist, however, I think there's some proof of this that ladies cannot live without a tumbler or a thermos, or whatever that thing is they put in their car, and then they don't get one, they get infinity. I like to try to predict what next seasons or what will be the next big water bottle or tumbler. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember, for a while, everybody had those Yeti tumblers. Yes, that was hot for a while. And Yeti was living high on the hog. <laughs> yeah, They were really doing it. Then somehow Stanley came along. Stanley came in and uh, popped their party balloon. I think the problem you're going to find with Stanley, because I have one of those green Stanley thermoses, like your granddaddy stuck to the mill with them yeah, or something. Yeah. The problem with a Stanley product, it seems like they last forever. So nobody's going to be buying unless they're getting different colors, which maybe that's the point. They buy the different colors. Kind of brilliant on Stanley's part because one of those thermoses will last you 50 years. So if you get different colors, what was it before the Yeti? I don't know. I don't remember that. It um, was the Tervis Tumbler. Oh, uh, that's right. But um, What was before the Tervis Tumbler? That's a great question. I don't know. What were those unbreakable, they called it ni- ni- niagene, ni- something. Remember, I, I, they had them in college, I remember. It was, they said they were unbreakable. They were plastic. You took the lid off and you drank out of that Nalgene or something. Yeah, I don't recall that. But what I do know is that ladies love thermoses or whatever that stuff is. And they can't live with just one. And I got so bad at my house that I was looking at the kitchen one day that I took the thermoses out and put them in the garage because there's so many of them. And and my wife goes, hey, man, like, you can't put those in the garage. And I said, well, what do you mean? We can't leave them in the house. And you don't, like, to me, you only need one thermos ever. You know, you just wash it out and you, you do something. Nah, 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 nah. I, I don't know much about women, Tyke. Let me give you some advice, though. Don't do that. Don't do what? Don't take Don't take their... Tumblers and put them in the garage. They don't want, don't do it. Yeah, they do. Just don't do it. She didn't like that. That's <laughs> right. 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel at 640. It's about 45 degrees downtown Tulsa, rainy. Every time I'm, uh, I think about this whole thing about ladies not having pockets in their uh, pants, it drives me crazy. And uh, I'm not even a lady. That's how, that's how bad it bugs me that women don't get to have pockets in their pants but that means you're a good person because even though you're not experiencing the flight or the plight you're you're thinking about their plight 
I mean, a little bit, and also uh, a lot of ladies' pants have pockets, but they're pretend pockets. In other words, the pockets don't go very far down. Yeah, right. They're like mock pockets, mockets, whatever you want to call it. Put some lipstick in there, but nothing like dudes do. I've got our cell phones, our keys, all that kind of stuff in there. And I was like, if you're going to go through the trouble of making a fake pocket, just add like one tiny bit more material and make full-on pockets. Uh, yeah, and guys have pants called cargo pants and cargo shorts, which Tig's a big fan of the cargo short. It's nothing but pockets. So we got this uh, multitude of pockets. I guess pocket people, uh, for men, don't think we have enough pockets. Because now I see that Hanes has a new type of boxer out called Explorers. Mm-hmm. And you can Google this right now, which I've done at the work computer, probably shouldn't have. <laughs> um, Hanes Explorers, that's boxer briefs. And they don't put a pocket in the underwear. <laughs> uh, for what? Why? We got like pockets on our jeans. Like your cell phone. Yeah, but I already have a pocket. I wonder. I guess for those of us that like to explore without pants on. For now, contraband? Uh, what is this? I don't know. But yeah, I looked right out. looked at Target.com right there on the uh, the website and other places. Yeah, there's a, a place for your, your cell phone in the underwear. Why would you ever put your cell phone in your underwear? I have no idea. So women can't get even a one pocket on their pants. We got like 10 of them on our jeans, and now we got pockets in our underwear. <laughs> and I, I listen, don't I don't answer. want anything that came out of a man's underwear pocket. What could you possibly put in there that somebody's going to want to touch? Could you imagine you go to the our store? Candy? Yeah, that peppermint pocket right there <laughs> nested next to the old coin purse. I don't think uh. so. Could you imagine going to the store and... Some guy buys something, then just reaches down into his pants, into his pants, not pockets, into the pants, and pulls out a warm credit card. Mm. What is going on? That is wild. I know you don't care about women, Tig, but I wish I wish women could get more pockets. No, I'll tell you, this truly happened to me the other day. Um, you know, if you live with somebody, sometimes your laundry gets confused with theirs a little bit, right? Like, I'll oh. find one of my son's socks in there or something, mm-hmm. like, whatever. And um, and the other day I did my laundry and I folded it up, put it away, didn't think about it. And I usually get dressed pretty much in the dark, okay? Because I don't want to disturb the family as I'm coming here to entertain America. I put on these pants and they fit different. And I was like, man, these are pretty comfortable pants. Like they were more elastic or something, you know, jeans. And, and I went to put my cell phone in the pocket. Ladies' jeans got mixed up with mine. And that's the only way you could tell the difference in you and your wife's clothing is the pockets? Well, they were a little baggy on me, but but, um, but yeah, in general, I just thought, you know, because I've fluctuated in weight, and every now and then I put on one of my jeans, it's a little, like, not snug or whatever, mm-hmm. and sometimes it is too snug. I, I don't know, but I know the plight of a lady because I could not put my cell phone in that pocket. So, ladies, I'm team lady. Why don't we make, uh, why don't they make, give women underwear pockets then? That's why you're going to run for Congress. That's right, buddy. Come on, Haynes. Get with it. It's 985 the bull. Jelly roll, Tiger and Daniel. Good morning, Tulsa. I'm still still Over the Christmas break, Daniel. <laughs> you can believe this. I got ripped. Ripped off, man. You, you know, you got some luck in life, Tig. I'll tell you this. Uh, Tig's always, if he needs somebody to come over and repair a fence, the guy'd be like, Yeah, I'm gonna come repair that fence. And Tig's like, okay, I'll pay you money to come do it. And the guy just doesn't show doesn't up. Show this up happens to you all the all time. All the time. I had a guy, a locksmith, come over, 
and they like double charged me and whatever, man. But um, and then the other night over the Christmas break, uh, we had some neighbors together, and there was going to be I don't know eight or ten people, and um, they've always been very kind to us, and they usually cook and stuff. And I said, let me let me order some wings, and I'll get the wings. You know, let me. This will be my contribution finally, and um, so my wife and I we decide on wing stop. Wing stop. You know what that is? They got them around town. And so we go to, like, their website, Wingstop, and, and we pick out a bunch of wings. It was 75 wings. For eight people. Maybe it was 10 people. But I, I remember doing the math, and we said, that's about this many wings for everybody. Mm, and um, yeah. uh, Seven wings apiece, not, not good. Anyway, you had this giant order of wings. Yes. And, Don't distract um, me with the little details, okay? Please. And so we get the wings, and we also would like delivery because we're all kind of already hanging out and stuff like that and we're going to get them delivered and everything's going to be great and we're all starving we're all like oh i can't wait to get you know those wings and um and then my wife is even tracking it on some kind of app i guess it, it turned out to be they use another company to deliver they don't use their own delivery driver so you can track the app and my wife Brittany, is like oh they just got to wing stop that's great so now we're all like oh boy we're only like eight minutes away from getting wings over here then the uh, order gets canceled and i'm like what why would why would they cancel the order I, I, maybe uh, they're too busy to do 75 wings or whatever so i just called the store directly and i said you know we got this uh, order of ours and uh we were just curious like why it was canceled and she's like well i didn't cancel the order somebody came in and picked up those 75 wings <laughs> so does this make sense? Am I not explaining it no, right? No, no, you're, you're right. The, the driver picks them up. Yes. Gets going down the road and then cancels the order. And I'm assuming the driver must have just taken those wings home. Yeah, I know. But isn't it perfectly traceable? I mean, wouldn't they know his name and his car and all that kind of stuff? Well, yeah. So I don't know. Then I'm like, all right, well... That sucked. Now we got to start from scratch, and we're all still hungry. And then my neighbor, he says, let me get, I'll order the wings this time. And I don't think he thought I did something right. So he's like, I'll, let me just take over the dinner thing. Same thing happens to him. They cancel the order. And so he, again, calls the restaurant. This is a different restaurant this time called Angie's Wings. And the guy even sent us a message on the second order that didn't make it to the house and said, I got there. They're out of wings. This was the delivery service. Yes. Like a DoorDash Uber kind of thing, right? I guess they don't have their own delivery drivers anymore. They use these services themselves. Mm -hmm. Even though we went to the store's website. And and he, he's like, what? So he calls up Angie's Wings and says, hey, you are out of wings? And she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I don't get it. Like, what was happening that night? I, it's you. It's the curse of you. It's the curse of Tig. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Like you tell people, I'll pay you money to do a certain thing, and they just won't do they it. They won't come over and do it, no matter what. I, you know, I've never had a problem with Uber Eats. Every single time, it's just boom. Very easy. Start using them instead. The guy who helps me with my lawn, this just happened. He, he texts me twice, says, I'm going to get your, uh, I'm going to come over there and do some leave work and stuff. You know, next time, just call me. I'll, I'll just give me like 20 bucks. I'll go pick it up for you guys. <laughs> I'm going to have to use you now. <laughs> You're right. There's a Tide curse. Uh, I'm trying to, you're normally pretty good with math. How did you figure for 10 people that 75 wings would be enough? 
What I don't remember the number of people there, but I remember thinking that if there was whatever number it was, 75 was going to be 9 to 10 wings or mm. something in that realm. I, I thought that was plenty, right? So you were a tenner? You ate 10 yeah. wings? And by the way, since you think you're so smart, yeah, those same people called me the next day and goes, we've got nothing but wings in our refrigerator. Please come eat some. <laughs> so I over-ordered, so shut up. Oh, my gosh. It's 98.5 The Bull. What do we have coming up? I'm putting you on the spot. Cadillac 3 tickets. Uh, 98.5 The Bull Fight. 740. Right here with Tyg and Daniel. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tyg and uh, good morning to you, Daniel. Went to the movies yesterday, Tyg. I used to love, that's like my favorite thing to do is to go to the movies. And um, I don't know when is a good day to go to the movies because I cannot stand people in the movie theater that talk. You know, that's, I'm a reasonable dude. I don't get road rage. I don't get anything like that. But in a movie theater, I'm a very hateful person. I don't like anybody to talk whatsoever. <laughs> Why do you endure it then? Why don't you just wait till it comes out on streaming or something? Because I just, I love the experience of being in the movie theater. Okay. Yesterday, I was the cream and the Oreo of two annoying movie dudes. <laughs> I mean, so much, so I almost said something. You had surround sound annoying dudes? Yes. And I almost said something, but I'm a, I'm a coward because I'm worried I'm going to say like something to the wrong dude. I can't get a good look at him. You know, if it's some pipsqueak like me, I might say something. But I don't want to say something, and the guy stands up. He's like Andre the Giant. Mm -hmm. This guy, I went and saw that movie, The Iron Claw, about the uh, Von Erich brothers. Very tragic story in wrestling, by the way. So if you want to go to a movie and feel really sad for about two hours, uh, go check that out. It's got that Zac Efron. Have you seen him in this? What is the name of the movie again? Iron Claw. The Iron Claw. <laughs> Bless you. <coughs> Sorry. Why do you turn off the microphone to sneeze? It's so rare you get to hear a sneeze on the microphone, and you always turn off the microphone. I'm sorry. If that happens again, but the Iron Claw. <sighs> yeah, the Iron Claw. Uh, look up Zach Afron and the Iron Claw. Go ahead and Google it right now. If you want to feel terrible also about yourself, how you look, the other day, uh, Tyga, I was getting up and getting dressed, and I caught myself, uh, a glimpse of myself in the mirror. I looked like I invented the telephone. I looked like Alexander Graham Belly. And now this Zach Efron in the Iron Claw, oh he looks God. like he's crazy. He looks he, like a monster. He looks like Hulk Hogan, but not green. Yeah, anyway, great movie, by the way. Very dramatic movie, very tragic story. The Von Erich brothers. What was more tragic, though, was this guy sitting next to me who decided to talk to his girlfriend literally the entire time about what was going on. And then not only would he uh, say something, he followed it up with a... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he had going on with his sinuses, like you need to oh, clear no. your throat. Yeah. And he was attempting to whisper. He's a loud whisperer. So he would be like, uh, yeah, Eric's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean brutal, once or man. twice. He did brutal. it about every, at least once every five <laughs> minutes. It's like, well, I'm sorry about that. It's like, yeah, I remember this match. It does, it does kind of ruin it. Not only because of like each each instance, I start to worry about them talking more as the movie goes on, and I go, I've got an annoying person next to me, and they're ruining the whole movie. I can barely concentrate on Napoleon. It's mm -hmm. like I went to the first Star Wars I ever saw. I went with one of my bosses for lunch, and we went in there, and there was a guy talking to the screen. He's like, you get him, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like, who, who does that? I mean, if you say something one time, I can deal with that. What I can't deal with is just a constant conversation followed by a... <clears throat> and then the guy on the other side of me, at one point, uh, John Denver's Thank God I'm a Country Boy is playing on the soundtrack of the movie. This son of a gun sings along with him. Like, like <laughs> loud. 
You just got to start streaming or something, man. No, I just love going to the movie theater. I just can't stand everybody else in the movie theater. Right. What, do you, what do you think that is? Um, it's well, like that's my road rage. Ty, whenever he's driving, you have terrible road rage, grit in those teeth and all that. Mm -hmm. This is my, I have theater rage, I this guess. This is your Achilles heel. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, we all have a weakness, and I guess the movie theater thing is your weakness. Take a look at that Zach, Zach Efron. Doesn't make you feel terrible? That, that dude's a human, Ty, and we are also humans. I mean, because he's so built and we're not? Yeah. Yeah. And I, by the way, Zach Efron, uh, I'm stunned at these photos because um, we had a neighbor's kid come over and she wanted to watch something called High School Musical, I think it was called. Yeah, that's him, yeah. And he's in it and stuff. He's like a little kid, basically. He's like a teenager, you know, and now I'm looking at him now. He's, it's crazy. The guy, the guy looks the like he could rip you in half. <laughs> it definitely does. I mean, is that, it's almost like I thought they put on, um, what do you call it? Like when they put on a false nose and, yeah. and no, that's the real guy. That's the real guy. Wow. And, uh. Dang, that's crazy. I just wonder how they start. I guess I guess if you're an actor and you have billions of dollars and you have people that can just help well, you to remember, get in shape, that's how they do it. Matthew McConaughey, he did a movie that was about a guy that had gotten really sick. And remember how thin down he got? Mm -hmm. Remember? So I guess when these guys get committed, some of them get committed. It's 98.5 The Bull. Good morning, guys. When Daniel was out over the uh, holiday, uh, he spent some time with family. Uh, Alan Crone from News on 6 came down here. And Daniel will, uh, Daniel will speak his mind to anybody. He really will. I remember uh, in our career, like these executives would come down from New York City, and I was all like, oh. Daniel would say whatever you wanted, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you, you'll speak to Alan Crone, and you'll, you actually, um, Alan Crone during his forecast, you see on News on Six, he'll give a wind direction and speed, and you give him a little bit of like, you know, I don't care. You're like, uh, I don't care about the wind direction. What do you think? I'm the Red Baron pilot. I need to know which way to take off. And I think you should apologize to him. Well, get him down here. I, re I will. I, I didn't realize that, um, that that would get into his head. I was just doing like a little bit. And now you're telling me that he's really thought about it up there? We were on the radio the other day, me and him, because he was in your chair. And he said, it, it's so much so that when I'm on television doing the, the, the weather report, that whenever I get to the wind speed, I think of Daniel. And um, and you're like, you know, kind of going on about it. But I'm going to tell you, something's happened in my life where I actually do care about all that stuff. You care about the wind direction? I, I do. Winds from the southwest or whatever, and you need to hear about yes. this. What is going on in your life? Yes. This you need to know. Santa Claus brought us a trampoline. And one of my neighbors came over and said, dude, uh, and this guy, he's retired and stuff like that. And he's like, I've had kids and grandkids. One day that trampoline is going to leave your yard if you don't like anchor it down. And or like chain it up or something you have to do. So now I am very concerned. I spent this morning looking up, like, because we're going to get some wind here pretty soon. Tomorrow mm -hmm. starts some big winds here in Tulsa. And then we got some maybe in a few days after that. And I'm sitting there looking up not only the speed, but the direction because of where my trampoline is positioned in the yard. Is that going to make a difference on where you anchor it? Well, I think I would be less concerned if I knew it was from this direction versus another direction. Because I'm, I'm not going to move the trampoline around because of the wind, but I have to keep it in the same place in the yard. And I've got a fence on some sides of it, but nothing on the other sides of it. So, yes, the direction see, will matter. See, buddy, you're all messed up. Like, now you're worried that you're, your trampoline, that's all you do is worry.
It's a sail, man. Have you seen a trampoline? I it's have. a giant wind sail. But it's gonna it's gonna take a big old thing of wind to blow that trampoline out of your yard, and that's probably gonna be the least of your worries if a big giant storm comes through and yeah. your trampoline blows somewhere. No, it's not about the property that I would be losing. It's about where that thing lands and hurts a neighbor or something like that. Uh, how much? I've already looked this up. Um, price is right on what kind of wind will take a trampoline into the air. I would say uh, no less than sixty. It is less than 60. Bull. What do you mean bull? Do you think I'm making this stuff up? So you're telling me scientists have gotten together to figure out <laughs> what wind speed a trampoline takes flight? Yeah, they have, because I looked it up and I read okay, about well, this what, morning what when I couldn't do? sleep. Yeah, take this call if you All want. Right. I don't know what this is, but... Um, yeah. Hey, it's Tiger Daniel. Uh, what's your name? My name's Glenda, and you guys were talking about the trampoline and stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. so Tiger is about to reveal what he says scientists say is the... Um, Wind speed in which a trampoline will take flight. What do you let? What do you predict it is, uh, Glenda? Um, it, it with our Oklahoma wind, it can blow. I've had a trampoline in the past, and it will blow. Um, I've heard if you turn the trampoline over. Oh my God! That would help. It would help, but now they all got the nets and stuff on them, right? Yeah. Um, you can take the nets off. There you go. It took me about 40 think hours of, putting that on. Think about safety, so. Tech. Take those nets <laughs> off so it doesn't blow around. Glenda, I ask you, what tip, what wind speed do you think it would be before a trampoline would take um, flight? Probably 60, 65. Okay. I said uh, no less than 60. She says 65. Tyke, what did the Internet article say? 40 miles an hour, you're in danger. 40 miles an hour. Wow. So, yeah, so now I'm paying attention to wind because 40 miles an hour, that's a lot, but it doesn't, it could happen here in Oklahoma like any given day, right? Yep, it can happen. So if I'm at work and it starts to pick up, I'm going to be pretty nervous at work. So, Daniel, the wind speed does yep. matter to my forecast. Linda suggests you turn it upside down. Yeah. It's got the net on it, man. I can't do that. Well, I, you can try it. Well, what I'm going to do, I've already figured it out, Daniel. I'm going to chain it to my privacy fence. And that way, when it blows um, away, it'll take the privacy fence with it, Yeah, that it was going to rip everything up, yeah. <laughs> rip Should up my house. house you got. <laughs> yeah, I should tie it to the house. Have you ever seen Tyg's house? It's like a 100 years old. Uh, you ever heard that story about the three little pigs? Tyg's yeah. looks like his house is made out of sticks. How old is that thing? Like a 1,000 years old? 100 years old. 100 years old. And he says wow. it's a shed and yeah. it hurts my feelings. Yeah. Well, I appreciate well, the call. Have fun. Yeah, have fun, Tyg. <laughs> The guy seems like he's such a carefree guy that just loves fun. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you very much for the call, okay? All right, thanks. All right, Bye. Daniel, good news ahead, even if I'm worrying. Um, I'm not too worried about you guys this morning because you guys got a chance to win Cadillac 3 tickets. Is that right? That's right. At 740 with a 98.5 The Wolf Fight, of course, Cadillac 3 going to be at the Hard Rock Live inside Hard Rock Hotel and Casino April 19th. got a, a caller named Spud calls in from time to time, and uh, we love it when he calls, and uh, he's he's got some good insight because Daniel was uh, saying that, you know, when you hear the weather, you don't really need to know the wind direction and stuff like that that they'll give us. But I got a trampoline now from Santa Claus in the backyard, and the, one of the first, this is what's wrong with me, Daniel. Now I can't stop thinking about my trampoline blowing away and, like, landing on a neighbor's car. So now, you wouldn't worry about that kind of stuff. So, and, and now I'm sitting here going, yeah. like, oh, my God, my trampoline's going to blow away and hurt somebody.
and you are now considering chaining it to your fence. Yes, and uh, I read on the Internet that if the wind gets above 40 miles an hour, and this affects everybody, whether you have a trampoline or not, if your neighbors have a trampoline, what if that baby blows into your yard? This affects everybody, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, hey, we, we got Spud with us. What's up? <laughs> He's our Spuddy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, hey. It's 35, I'd say 30 miles an hour. <laughs> oh. I know they told y'all 40 mile an hour winds, and don't chain it to your fence. Because if you chain it to your fence, then you need to call me. Hey, now. Because well, I'll come and fix your fence. Yeah, that's going to blow your fence over. What should he tie so, chain it up to? He don't chain it up to the fence. You chain, you put stakes in the ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got. They sent stakes. Yeah. They sent stakes. Santa Claus sent yeah, some stakes with it. Yeah, baby stakes. And those uh-huh. things yeah, look like they put baby stakes with you. <laughs> yeah, there's these things look like when you get a tent out. Oh, you know what that says? Like what I'm thinking to say. You got a little flop. You know what it sounds like to me? They sent him mistakes. Yes, sir. No, that is hilarious. <laughs> Well, I appreciate yeah. it. He, see, this is yeah. what I'm worried about, because even though technically online it says 40 miles an hour, mm-hmm. you don't know. I mean, they don't know that exactly. Yeah. and um, they don't know that exactly. And my wind swirls around in my yard. I know it does because of the, how the leaves land and stuff. And uh, so uh, I like I it. I know where you live. Oh, <laughs> no. Have you been to Tig's house? <laughs> I ain't been in this house yet. He won't call me for work. <laughs> money away. I want some of it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I got some stuff. It sounds like Spud knows what he's doing. He's like a real man, you know. Why won't you let Spud fix your fence? I will. I told you. You got Spud's number. Give me his number. I'll call him for I stuff. Got, I got his number over here. Yeah. Oh, Spud. Yeah. Uh, he, he called in when Alan Crone was uh, co-hosting with me. I know people yeah, actually. Uh, know, he called me mashed potatoes. Uh-oh. Hey, now. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't forget. I did that's see. Why I gave my stuff to her. I'm not sure what that means, but that's fine. I did see that people were messaging that a lot of people, big fans of yours, uh, Spud. Actually, no, no, no lie. Did they not yeah. send messages on Facebook about loving Spud? I don't get on Facebook. <laughs> no, I'm talking to Tig, Spud. I'm almost 50 years old. <laughs> So, I don't get on Facebook. You, you can get you're on the, Facebook at 50. You're in the but, prime uh, of your yeah, life, I mean, people had, had, <laughs> No. They had taken I notice of Spud. I've got a flip phone. I told y'all. <laughs> He's got a flip phone still. Wow. Yes, sir. Spud's like the <laughs> yeah, real don't deal. Don't let him talk mess on you. Yeah, don't let him talk mess on you. Them flip phones and them old phones work just as good as the new ones. I hear you. You can't get on so, Facebook with it, though. Yeah, I can. <laughs> on your flip phone? <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> wow, look at him. I had no idea. We're learning a thing or two from Spud today. Well, Spud, I appreciate the insight, right. man, and I uh, hope you have a good morning. Yeah, sorry. Right. If you need help with that, you holler at me. I got your I got my phone Yeah, number, we got so. your number over here, Spud. All right, Spud, I appreciate it, All bro. right, thank you, sir. All Y'all right. have a good day. Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. It's Tiger Daniel with uh, the Bull Fight now. We're fighting over, what are we fighting over today, Daniel? We're today. 98.5 The Bull. Cadillac 3 tickets are going to be at the Hard Rock Live inside Hard Rock Hotel and Casino on April 19th. Tiger, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Kim, the office administrator. What city do you live in, Kim? Tulsa. Tulsa. What did you do over the weekend? Celebrated my son's birthday. All right. How old you your son turn? 29. All right. Where did y'all go? 
we just smoked some ribs and they hung out at home. Thank God you said said ribs. Okay. (laughs) Kim, uh, (laughs) hang on the line here. You'll be taking on James today. James calls us all the time. He's a highly decorated war veteran. How are you, James? Jay, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be alive. And <laughs> well, that's a good outlook. What did you do this weekend? I didn't. I don't do anything anymore. I get paid a lot of money to do nothing. Hey, now that's hey, that's the kind of retirement I want. The government pays me a lot of money, and the veterans have been putting me together for about fifty years. Well, good. Well, uh, I imagine you'd enjoy going to see the Cadillac Three. At the uh, Hard Rock Live, would you not? Yes, I'd love to go. All right. Well, uh, Kim, James, you must take on each other in the 98.5 The Bull fight. The game is called, Has Anyone Ever Done It? I'm going to give you a scenario, and you have to tell me if it's been done or not. Kim, we'll start with you. Are you ready? Yes. All right, Kim. Has anyone set foot on the South Pole and the North Pole in the same day? James. Hold on, James. This is Kim's question. Okay. I'm going to say no. I agree with that, too. That is correct. No one has ever done that. James. Okay. Has anyone ever served more than two terms as a U.S. president? Yes. That is correct. How is that possible, Tug? They didn't have the term limits. Roosevelt, FDR, served for almost four, I think. That's correct. Kim, has anyone ever landed a helicopter on the summit of Mount Everest? No. I think that was wrong. That is wrong. (laughs) They have landed a helicopter on the summit of Mount Everest. James, it's your chance to take the lead James, has every has anyone ever ran a mile in less than four minutes? Yes. That is correct, James. Roger Bannister became the first person to do it in 1954. Do you remember that? What was that? This guy named Roger did it in 1954. Do you remember that happening? 1954? No, I don't remember it. Hmm. <laughs> Think about that, Tig. That guy ran a mile under four minutes back before they had special shoes and Nikes That's and all this wild. and that. That is wild. Kim, has anyone ever gone over Niagara Falls in a barrel and survived? Yes. That is correct. First done in 1901, Tig, by a 63-year-old school teacher named Annie Taylor. Wow. A lady. Hmm. James. Yes. Has anyone ever walked on Mars? No. I mean, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Are you trying to cheat James? <laughs> no, James got that absolutely right. I that don't know is why correct. I hit that button. No one has ever been to Mars. Kim. No. What? No, they haven't been to Mars. No, that's what I, yeah, you are correct. No one has ever been to Mars. Ty just made a, a mistake on the buzzer. Please forgive him. Okay. You got it right, James. You're square. Kim, 
Wait, whose who, who's question was that? Well, you just asked him about the Mars thing, so I guess it's Kim's question. Okay, Kim's right? question, yes. Kim, has anyone ever died on the moon? No. That is correct. James. Has anyone ever hit a golf ball on the moon? Yes. That is also correct. Kim. Has anyone ever been eaten by a crocodile? Yes. That is correct. Finally, James. Has anyone survived not breathing for 30 minutes? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> that is correct. And with that, James has defeated Kim in the 98-5 The Bull Fight. Uh, James, you've got a decision to make now. Will you hold on to these tickets or will you give them to Kim, the office administrator? Kim, I'm why should... I'm to him. Well, hold on. We're going to hear what Kim... Kim, why should James give you the tickets this morning? He well, should. Thank he you, should I... go and have a good time. Uh, James... With this many wounds, I like to go someplace once in a while. That's right. Uh, James, Kim says you should just keep the tickets, all right? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> you want them? Yeah, you want them, Go James. enjoy yourself. All right, Daniel, do you have any other questions? Uh, yes. Uh, James, thank you for playing and give me three numbers and an animal. Three numbers? And an animal. You do it, Kim. 98.5 The Bull. Zach Bryan, it's 98.5 The Bull. Casey Musgraves on that as well with Tig and Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Oh, man, did you see that guy in uh, the Bass Pro Shop? Uh, you know what's going to happen? Uh, the uh, one guy, probably going to ruin it for everybody here, that guy down in Alabama, our home state, jumped into the uh, Bass Pro Shop Aquarium in the nude. He said when he got out, he jumped out and then fell to the ground and knocked himself out. Mm -hmm. What in the heck was going on there? I will say that uh, the Bass Pro Shops have got that giant aquarium. It's it's tempting not to want to jump in the thing. I don't want to. Well, do you want to jump in that thing? Why? Um, I don't know. Like, it would. I don't know. I just thought about, like, you could definitely get in that thing. And I, I wouldn't suggest people do it. But uh, it's kind of open. And you can look down in it and stuff like that. Well, it was probably going to be open. Now, I imagine they're going to have to put a grate over it or something like that. Don't mm, you think? Maybe. Um, I don't think I would jump in that thing. I don't know if those fish would bite me. Those are some pretty big fish. But like Tess Monty from News on 6, she goes down and catches catfish with her hand. Wouldn't do that either. <laughs> I saw a picture of that the other day. She's And these are giant yeah. catfish. What is she thinking? She puts her hand on their mouth. I know. And catches them that way. Noodling, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't uh, jump into the thing. I certainly wouldn't do it naked. I might bite parts of you off. <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about that, Ty, unless it's plankton in there. But uh, there's... <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> All those fish in there. No way, man. Uh, they did book the guy. I, you, know, is he, you reckon he was on something? Could have been. I mean, I don't think a logical person takes their clothes off and jumps into the aquarium and then jumps out and gets knocked unconscious. I mean, that's just a part of it. He was charged in with public lewdness, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, assault on a police officer, criminal mischief, mm -hmm. and reckless endangerment. Is mischief against the law? 
I think so. Hmm. Got better lawyer up. <laughs> Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. Or if you are going to jump into a, a Bass Pro Shop naked, you probably want to look your best. Am yes, I right? That's, he probably did. What, this guy might have been gorgeous. He might have been. Uh, and uh, if you want to look gorgeous when you get arrested for disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and criminal mischief, you can uh, join Red Mountain Weight Loss. You've heard about these things in the news, Tig. Semaglutide, am I saying it correctly? Yes, you are. It's all in the news, and people are taking these things. But here's the problem. I don't really want to give myself an injection. I don't want to deal with the side effects, and I can't afford all these semi-glutide medications. That's why Red Mountain Weight Loss comes to the rescue with their new product called Revelex. Yeah, so you get the semaglutide and their formula Revelex, but then it diminishes the side effects. So you hear a lot of people who are doing the shots and stuff like that, um, then they're, they're kind of like uncomfortable for a while. Mm-hmm. But with Revelex, it diminishes that, and you don't even take a shot. It's in a pill form with Red Mountain Weight Loss. And man, they're saying you can lose up to 15 pounds in a month. And if you did that in two, you know, two months straight, how about that? And half the price. Yep, and uh, how do we get started, Daniel? You dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Remember, pound 250, and use the keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. 98.5 The Bull. Hey, what's up, Tulsa? Man, can I be old just for a second here? I mean, can I, be, can I just be like an old man for a minute? Do you mind? You probably feel the same way. I imagine... I, I, 90% of the people out there listening feel the same way. Went to a restaurant over the weekend, took your little son with me. We went to the uh, restaurant, fairly new place. We had to order at the counter. Then we had to make our own drinks, get our own napkins, get our own silverware, bus our own table, and they have the audacity to put that tip line on there. Are we not getting out of hand with this tipping stuff? Oh uh, Yeah, we have, but let me ask you, were you, and this might be a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Did you have to tip before you ate or after you ate? Uh, before, because we had to order at a yeah, counter. Okay, got it. So that that's another thing that bothers me, is that I would like to tip on, you know, the quality of the food and all that, but you got to pay up front. I was tipping on my own service, because I had to make half the <laughs> meal. I had to go make my own drinks, yeah. get my own silverware, all that kind of stuff. And then later on that night, I went to the grocery store. And I got, like, uh, some mustard and some shallots. I go ring it up. They go, hey, it's going to be a, a dime for the bag. You must pay a dime if you want to take this bag with you. Are you serious? And then they have the audacity to ask me if I want to donate to a charity. After that, don't ask me. You're the multi-million dollar grocery chain. You donate to the charity. What are you, you just charged me a dime for the bag. Why don't you donate to the charity? Why am I donating to the charity under your name? Well, that's a, another thing I was going to say. A lot of times, like, you'll you'll give to, um, you know, at the end, they're like, do you want to round up your dollar or something like that? And then that company goes and gives that charity a check. And then they get all the accolades. They get all the credit, but it was all the customers that did. Um, but I had seen on TikTok that somebody went into the airport to one of those um, Hudson News places where you buy, you know, magazines about Princess Diana or whatever. And she goes to the self-check and asked if she wanted to give a tip. It was a telling check. It's getting out of hand with this thing. Went to dinner not too long ago, too, at the end of the uh, meal. They came back over with the, uh, the, to, the check or whatever, and then they bring the whole cash register thing over there, this little kiosk that I then, while I'm sitting at the table, put my card in and all that. Don't wheel the cash register over there to me at the end of my meal. Mm-hmm. That's it, crazy, <laughs> man. And listen, I worked in restaurants. 
I respect people that work in restaurants. You should tip. But actually, the restaurant should pay the people to work there. So we're not having to foot the bill for the tipping. Especially yeah, if we're going to make our own drinks and, and yada, yada, yada. What are we going to do about this tipping thing? I have no idea. And uh, I was, you know, a lot of the best ideas are stolen ideas, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, people do that all the time. You see some other company doing something and that then you, your company does it and all that. And I was, uh, over Thanksgiving, I went to England. And over there, this tipping thing, there's no problem over there with tipping. Like, they don't expect a tip. They won't tipping even accept it in some weird. cases. They won't You're even right, take yeah. it. They just bring you your bill and you pay the $50. But I think what happens is they pay those folks uh, a wage that they can survive on. But what's happening here is that we're paying for what some companies don't want to pay. Right? Absolutely. Uh, the tipping culture getting out of hand. My cousin, Ryan in Alabama, he's the one that got me onto this. He's like, I, I refuse. And then I felt, well, I feel guilty if I, and that's, well, we're all guilt tipping, right? Went to, uh, my AC guy came over, repaired my air conditioner over the summer. A place for the tip. But you yeah. got to tip the AC guy now? Yeah, and look, and by the way, I want to make this clear. We have great sympathy for folks that are doing all these jobs for us and stuff. However, you know, when is it going to stop? Do you guys have to tip us for doing a radio show eventually? I mean, yeah, what's going on? We got to have that thing up on the screens that every time we play a song, would you like to tip Tiger Dan? Yeah, on your radio. <laughs> when we play a song you like, it'll say, how about 25 cents? <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea. I like that idea. Daniel doesn't care at all about this, but uh, do you know what tonight is, Daniel? I on, do know uh, because I know that you are a huge fan of college football, so it is the uh, national championship. Is that correct? Can you name the two teams in it? Good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull. I can because I know that uh, our boss, America's boss, Bruce Law here at the radio station, is a big fan of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And they're taking on Washington? That's true. Look at that. So look at you go. Are we talking D.C. or state? We're, ta <laughs> we're talking like the state of Washington. Washington State. The Huskies. Okay. Yeah. The Huskies. And um, it's the game that every oh, college boy. football team wishes they were going to be in. But tonight it's 630, which I like that kickoff time. It's early enough for us not to have to like, you know, these things that start at eight and nine is ridiculous. So uh, 630 tonight, you can catch that game, uh, Michigan and the Huskies. We need to plan accordingly if uh, America's boss, Bruce, is a huge Michigan fan and they win. Maybe tomorrow we ask for a little raise or something like that. And if they lose, we'll know to steer clear. Or will he come to work if they win? I mean, he'll be, he's going to be at work either way. I don't know, man. If my team won the national championship, you're not seeing all tied for about a week. Well, what are you going to go do? <laughs> like, I'm going to raise H, you know? No, I know you. The minute if Auburn won the national championship, our home college, Tig would immediately then start worrying about next season. That's true. I can't enjoy much. Right. So or anything, really. So you got that, the uh, national championship tonight at 6.30. Um, good Whoa. timing on that. You could actually watch the whole game still be in bed by 9.30 or 10. It'll be fine. I don't know anything about sports, but I know that, that Alabama, um, Alabama's coach Nick Sibbian is going to be really upset about not being in that championship. He's They're used to it now down there in Alabama. Yeah, they expect to go to these games, but uh, not this year. Also, Daniel, as we look at the weather forecast, hard to predict like snow and sleet and stuff like that this far out, but... Um, 
we have some very cold temperatures, and those are usually pretty accurate. And we got like, what are we in the tens and stuff like that coming I, up? I, this I'll be honest, I haven't even looked. I don't even want to look because I am nervous. Yes, it's going to be uh, uncomfortable, and um, even more so for those people. The, the city of Tulsa is opening up warming shelters. One of them is the Salvation Army. When the temperature drops Monday on the 15th, it's a low of 8 and a high of 27. People with nowhere to go feel the impact. And people can pass from freezing to death. Sean Burns says he knows what it's like to be out in the cold. I didn't have no place to go. I ran low on money. Until he came here. And being out in this cold brings your body heat down. But Salvation Army will open them doors for you. Burns says the Salvation Army has been a warm place to lay his head for the past three months. I sleep upstairs. I got I got my own bed. And somewhere to call home while he gets back on his feet. I'm going when I get paid on the first. I'm going home. Major so thank God they do that, man. Because, I mean, how many times have I come to work, Daniel, and I, like, park 20 feet away from the door? And it's a painful 20 feet to just walk in the place and I see people on my way to work and I'm like, how in the world? I'll do that. Sometimes I will walk around when I'm, you know, in the city, downtown or something like that. I'll walk around and I think, what would my strategy be if I had to spend an evening outside and, mm -hmm. you know, what would your strategy be? And this for us is like almost a game, but for some people it's actually really happening. So uh, Salvation Army, if you want to, if you're looking for some charities to donate to, they probably could use the help, especially this time of year. Also, Daniel uh, gets off work every day, and um, he uh, you work about, I don't know, two or three hours a day or something like that, and you're tired. Yeah, I break my back here at this radio station. And then you're tired. You need a nap. But is that nap good for you? I think it's good for me because I, I uh, take naps because what are other countries in Europe? They do what's called a siesta. And they go to sleep at like 2 p.m. and wake up at 3 and continue with their work Correct. day? Correct, yeah. I see. Well, this is, a, this is a study, a scientific study. I know you reject science, but uh, this is all about napping from News on 6. Researchers looked at more than 350,000 people and found that those who napped were 12% more likely to develop high blood pressure and 24% more likely to have a stroke than those who didn't take naps. The risk was even higher for people under 60 who napped raising their high blood pressure risk by 20%. It's not able to sleep. People who have insomnia or who have difficulty taking short naps should also not take naps. Experts say naps eat away at your daily sleep quota, making it difficult to fall asleep at night and stay asleep. So you, you take a nap every day after work. Mm -hmm. And then at night, do you have problems staying asleep through the night? No. You I'm not like you. I don't have insomnia. I have... Somnia. That means I lay down, <laughs> 10 minutes, I'm out. Yeah, that is something because, I mean, even last night I was, like, I couldn't go to sleep and I was, and then I was up at 3.30 or something by accident, so I finally gave up and just started, like, looking up stuff for the show to do and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. You started looking at stuff for the show. You started researching at 3.30 this morning. I've heard the show today. There's not been six hours of the research. I found that exact story while you I was did? trying to sleep. Oh my gosh! This and poor I said guy. it's these naps that are messing me up. This poor guy Can't wakes up at night and then is googling at night how to go back to sleep. News on six dot com for more on that. What you got? Oh, did you see this? Good lord! The FFA ordered airlines to ground more than one hundred and seventy Boeing seven thirty seven Maxes 
nines aircraft after an Alaska Airlines flight had a panel on the side of the plane that blew off. I ain't talking about no softball size hole. I'm talking about a refrigerator size hole in the middle of the flight. I thought, Tig, you're an aviation guy. You can talk to me a little bit about this. I thought if that happened mid-flight, everybody's just going to get sucked out of the plane and that's it. No, nah, you're glad those seats are bolted down. Yeah, I did. Well, I knew it wasn't folding chairs in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, wearing a seatbelt, that's, you know, it's another one of those things where those flight attendants, they kind of get mad if you don't keep that seatbelt on. I see. And man, they trust. were probably glad they wore that seatbelt there in that thing. Trust me, after this story, I will never take the seatbelt <laughs> off. Or in your case, Tiger, two seatbelts. Um, here is uh, Evan Smith talking about the emergency. It was about as wide as a refrigerator and about as high as two-thirds of a refrigerator in height. There was a really loud bang towards the left rear of the plane and a whooshing noise and all the air masks dropped. Just kind of sit there. There's not anything I have any control over. And it's just wait and see what happens. Um, could you imagine just how loud that sound would be had when the, the thing blows open like that? Uh, yeah, devastatingly upsetting. And then to continue the flight and you're looking out and you can see lakes and trees and there's nothing in between you and that. <laughs> you mean the ground? Yeah, the ground. I'm not going to look out and be like, oh no, a tree. I'm going to be like, uh-oh, there's a huge hole in the aircraft. I'd like you to give, uh, I can I can pr predict exactly what it was like on that plane when this happened. Uh, you pretend like there's a whooshing, the, the explosion and the whooshing of air that these people must have heard. Alright. Keep it going, please. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got an exciting offer on our credit card, 4,000 <laughs> points on this flight only. <laughs> you think they still, the flight oh, attendants do that thing that, where right? they still wanted you to get that? Uh, yeah, they beg you to get that credit card. That no credit card, you can get 50,000 points. It's only available for this flight or anyone else on the ground after you land. <laughs> uh, the 170 of these planes grounded. How many passengers are we talking about is going to affect their, their lives? How many does the 737 MAX 9 hold? I, I think that's like a hundred something people on it, and Alaska Airlines uses a lot of those. Southwest uses a lot of 737s. Not sure if it's that particular. Well, the Max Nine I thought was a very big giant one. Is that not necessarily the case? 737. They're they're like they're not the biggest planes you've ever seen. No. Oh, okay. No. Is that the same one? What were the uh, the early ones they grounded a couple of years ago that, that was had trouble? 737 Max. Okay, yeah. Let's get rid of those. Okay, let's just <laughs> let's just throw those away. That's the one where the computer kept like. Messing with what the pilots were trying to do. And that's a new one, right? It's a brand new airplane. Can you believe that? That we let that we feel safer in the old ones that are like, hey, don't be shaving in the restroom. And they got ashtrays in the, right. the seat backs. And it turns out that the newer ones are the scarier ones. So far, they haven't had a good time. Would you take a flight on one of those right now? I mean, I did recently, but now I'd be thinking twice about it. Would you? Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> would you take your little son on it? No, nah, I could do that. And finally, uh, did you, uh, you you get those panic attacks, right, Tug? Yeah, from time to time, they're horrible. How would you describe a panic attack? When I heard people used to have panic attacks, I thought, you know, you're a little stressed out. Like, chill out. Like, you know, take a deep breath. Then I actually had a panic attack, and the first one was in front of you, Daniel. I was with you, and I yes. saw exactly what happened. And I thought that I was perishing. I mean, I, I thought that my life was over. I really did. I didn't understand. I thought a heart attack or stroke was happening to me. I didn't know. And, I mean, I was crying. 
Uh, I've had at work because I was so like upset that I didn't know what was happening to my body. Ty, turn off the microphone. We were on the air at the radio station. He turns off the microphone. He turns and looks at me. He's pale. He's white as a sheet. And he goes, something's wrong. And that's kind of what a panic attack is, is something's wrong. You're like, what is it? Something. You can't put a finger on it. You can't identify it. You just feel like you're dying. Well, believe it or not, a doctor says that warheads, that very sour candy or something like that, can help you stop a panic attack in its tracks. Here's the doctor talking about how it could work. A hack that's been going around, it's about popping a sour warhead at the first sign of anxiety or a panic attack. And as a doctor, I can tell you, this actually works really well, and I've shared it with a lot of my patients. The act of consuming something intensely sour diverts the attention away from the panic attack. Then engaging the taste buds and focusing on the sensory experience disrupts the anxiety cycle. Interestingly, the sour taste triggers a physical response. That sour face expression that we all make and the muscles contract, well, that helps release tension. Then as you all know, Sour warheads are sweet at the end. This creates a pleasurable experience, signaling the brain to release dopamine, and that creates a positive, rewarding association with overcoming the panic attack. So next time anxiety knocks on your door, don't panic. Pop a sour candy instead. You know, if you are, uh, if you, if this turns out to be true, we should all buy stock in warheads because there's been no cure that I've ever known of if you're having like a legit panic attack. He says just to eat a warhead. Yeah, I mean, I could see where the distraction may help you, but, I mean, sometimes you're so in that moment of fear and terror that um, I- anything that they suggest, you would try it. You, t- you told me once that um, you don't have them like I've had them, but you've had these moments. Mm-hmm. And what I do think helps me is sitting in my car for some reason because there's a fight-or-flight response, and I feel safe and comfortable in my car, and it doesn't fix it, but it calms it. And so maybe a warhead in the car would be like a, a great way for me to get over these I, things. I think about my papa growing up. He used to, he would always go sit in his truck in the sunshine. And I'm now thinking back on it, because back in the day, nobody would ever admit if they had any kind of psychological thing going on. I'm wondering if that dude wasn't having like a panic attack, and he just went and got in his truck away from all the grandkids, away around. from everybody. No, just sat there. We're just parked. Let the sun shine on him, and he just chilled out a little bit. Yeah, you feel safe and secure in there. Like, nothing can get you, because it's like a... What it is, is to me, is what I've read and understand it to be, panic is good in some situations. Yeah, if a bear is chasing a you. A bear is chasing you. But imagine you have that adrenal response, but nothing is actually chasing you. <laughs> It's like it's terrifying. It's like you f- you feel like a bear is chasing you, but it's not, and you're just getting a haircut. Yes, and you're like, ah, I, I gotta had, get out of here. Like I've had a haircut once, and I almost took off the cape and left because mm-hmm. there was that like response. Well, if warheads and, help, Tyke's gonna be like Willy Wonka. He's gonna start <laughs> you know carrying around warheads all in his pocket. He's gonna wear a purple suit, purple top hat. <laughs> it's ninety-eight five. The Bull. Good morning, guys. At eight forty. Ninety-eight five. The Bull. Weather provided by Community Care. Your locally owned health plan. It's uh, Morgan Wallen there alongside Eric Church. How about that? Daniel, you were uh, saying you were going to be an old man for a moment, and you started complaining about tipping in this country. Yeah, I took your little son to eat over the weekend. We went to this restaurant, and me and your little son got up there, and we had to order at a counter. We then had to make our own drinks. We had to get our own silverware. We had to take our own condiments to the table. At the end of the meal, we had to... Bus our own table, take it all to the garbage can and all that. And uh, whenever we paid at the counter, they had the audacity to leave that tip line on there. <laughs> so you feel like you did all the work. You should have gotten the tip. 
Well, I mean, w w who am I tipping? I'm doing the stuff. I see what you're saying. Hey, good morning. It's Ty Godino. Hey, I was just going to let you know that it's the credit card machine, not the, not the restaurant. Whatever. Don't, like, that don't, will that, on there. don't bring that thing over there. You like that? Oh, no. I mean, like, no, my my point is from, a, like, we have a nightclub in Tulsa, and customers ask sometimes, why does it say tip? We didn't we didn't put it on there. When we put it in the credit card machine, that's how the flip comes out. I would never bring credit card machine to a customer. Now, we're talking about when they flip around the screen, and it says, do you want to give 10, 20, or 30% or whatever? Gotcha. Yeah, that, yeah, that's stupid. I agree. Okay, sorry. Well, no, no, we're not. Uh, well, just to be clear, we're not, like, coming down on the service industry because I, myself, worked many years in restaurants. I just, it's getting a little out of hand I, no, with, yeah. the, uh, with the, some of this kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't work. I mean, we own the bar, but my um, bartenders are always, like, they're asking me. I'm like, it's not our fault. That's what the slip comes out as. Uh, and we just got a brand new credit card machine about three months ago. So you're saying in but some cases the business the might not even have that choice that's uh, already like pre-programmed yeah, in don't. there. That's what I, that's what I'm like. We don't have that choice. If that's just the way the credit card machine is set up. Oh wow! I, well, I didn't know that. Well, I appreciate you letting us know. What bar do you own? Uh, Westbound Club. It's country, of course. Well, we'll have to come out there and check it out. No, we need to get Westbound Club. Please where's do. It, where's it located? It, it's uh, 64, 64. 6161 South 33rd West Avenue. Uh, we hold 300 people and have live music. Are we talking about in Tulsa? Yeah, yes, by Paige Belcher Golf Course, West Tulsa. I see. Just looked you up here, Westbound Club. You, can give, uh, you guys got a Facebook page. We do. Well, enough it's tomfoolery. Let's Westbound get down Club. to business. <laughs> Are there any ladies out there? Excuse me? Are there any ladies out there? Well, of course. You know, everybody, we have a dance floor and live music, no cover charge. Does that a uh, dance floor fetch our ladies? Yes, it's for, yes, and two-stepping, and we have a DJ uh, on the band break, so yeah. All right, well, I didn't, I just now learned about you guys. Well, I appreciate you calling. I'm going to come check you all out. What's the best night to come out there? Awesome. Uh, probably a Friday or Saturday. Look at that, Tig. I see on their Facebook page, uh, they say Tulsa's favorite honky-tonk. I like that. That's that it. That's sounds fun. fun. All right. Well, yeah, I do, our, I do our Facebook page, too. All right. Well, we'll come check you out. That's uh, Westbound Club. Awesome. Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. The Ty and Daniel Podcast. Brought to you by Snow's Furniture.